friend, mm-hmm. I found a fascinating fact about boobs on Google. Do you want to hear it? Absolutely. Okay. So sexologist Alfred Kind pointed out that primates, including early man, did not initially face each other while having sex, and therefore the bottom is the primary sexual presentation site in primates. Anthropologists believe our love of boobs stems from their similarity to the buttocks and that they became more sexually attractive when human beings started having sex face-to-face. Wow. When did they start having sex face-to-face? I don't know. Are you implying that you're still not having sex (laughs) (laughs) face-to-face? I'm going to have to Google this. So um, Googling why there's such a fascination about boobs, and it has led me down this rabbit hole. Okay. Today's episode's about boobs. All right. Welcome to Wine with Friends. Okay. Hi, friends. Hi. Welcome to Wine with Friends. How is everybody? Yeah. How? Hey, you came back. You came back for episode two. We must have done something right. Yay! We yeah. promise to work hard and mm-hmm. try our best to keep you entertained. Yes. And keep a pulse on these topics that are on everybody's mind. I think you. I think you hooked, reeled them in today. It's like with the boob. Yes. Yeah. You, you hooked them. It hooked me. Yeah. I read that. <laughs> How are you today? All right. Yeah. Yeah. A little weather change. Oh, yeah. There's not so much sun today. No, it's got my head feeling a little meh. But I'm sure some wine can help me. I'm sure I can't help with that. Uh, So I will open this bottle. But also, listeners, so we are recording on the day of the release of the first episode. So we're kind of excited. We are. This is excited. I'm riding that high. I'm having a good day. Yesterday, was like the day that everything was working against me and I was just like really frustrated like everything worked against me but today is a good day I worked out this morning it's been hard to get back in a routine since traveling do that so that has me feeling good here we are recording episode two yeah we're gonna drink some wine I'm so happy here you're having a great day yeah yeah oh there we go love that sound okay so listen one time, my sister told me this. Okay. Now, I could be making this up. I could have a total false memory of this. But she's like, yeah, uh, mom taught me, which I'm pretty sure mom learned from grandpa, that there's like two things that are acceptable to drink in the morning. And one of them is like Chardonnay and one of them is a mimosa or something like that. Okay. I could be totally making it up. All right. We're going to drink Chardonnay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so this wine actually comes from Ohio. And Ohio does not necessarily have the best reputation for winemaking. There are a lot of wineries, um, but maybe not like of the highest regard. However, I have found a few good ones. If you go up north, so Ohio is our home state. So, of course, we are doing all of the research. But if you go up north to Geneva on the Lake, it's the um, Grand River Valley is what it's called. And there's a couple good spots. And this is one of them. This is Laurentia. And this is an unoaked Chardonnay. What does that mean? That means that instead of being aged in oak barrels, it's aged in stainless steel barrels. 
And the oakiness tends to be what a lot of people don't like about Chardonnay. Huh? Gives it a lot more of those like warmer, richer flavors. So let's see if you like okay. it. Okay. I will say Chardonnay is not my favorite. I know, but right. that's kind of why I picked it because I would like to blow your mind. So on that note, friend, cheers. And I guess we should say really the reason I said drinking it in the morning kind of thing because it's it's midday is my yeah. point. It's midday. We have responsibilities for the remainder of the day. We can't drink a whole bottle of bubbly like last time. No. That's there's, unfortunate. There's still a lot to do today. There's yeah. a lot to do today. The color of it is pretty. Yeah, it's a nice light, very light, pale. Almost like a pale straw, pale lemon. Well, I don't hate it. But you don't love it. I see it on your it's a, It's a touch on the, like, the dry, like, mm-hmm. it's too dry for me. You know who would love this? My mother-in-law. She loves Chardonnay. Mm, and actually, good. today is her birthday. <gasps> Happy birthday, mom-in-law. My father-in-law. They were born on this Stop it. day. Stop it. I was born on my grandma's birthday. Hello. Yeah. Me and Gigi. That's so sweet. Yes. You know, you gotta share things with people sometimes. She was a special lady. I did like your grandma. She was a fine woman. <laughs> Always had Pearl. Really something special. <laughs> anyway, so you've got something lined up for us today on that boob topic. What uh, Should we get into it or what? Yes. I was trying to figure out when we started having sex face-to-face and the <laughs> things here, it's just too much. Google is... Whew. I mean, that could... That topic on google could go downhill real quick yeah and i just want to stop while you're ahead yeah i was just trying to get a quick little idea but it's really getting me nowhere um, <laughs> oh, but i do know some things about our taking care of our boob yes a topic that you know as women we know we have to do we don't always want to do mm-hmm. we probably don't enjoy our boobs as much as the men in our lives scale no i don't think so I don't think so. A kind of an annoyance, mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. we've had to live with. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up, you know, you, you wanted to have nice boobs because you see them everywhere. Sure. They're in advertisements and movies and all that stuff. Sure. So you're like, oh, boy. And then everybody gets them at a different age. Yes. You were, you said you were a late bloomer. I was very, like, they, kids would make fun of me. They'd be like, <sighs> Oh, look, we can't tell if Andrea's coming or going because she's so oh, flat-chested. Oh, jeez, Louise. <laughs> I really uh, had some awkward here. <laughs> well, we all did. Well, we heard about my underwear story last week. <laughs> now you know, and I had oh, a big overbite and a large purple glasses. I'm painting the picture for you. Okay. We should get some uh, pics. My mom had some that she would love to share, I'm sure. We'll share them with our friends over on Instagram. Stay tuned, friend. They're coming. <laughs> I was an early bloomer, so I was the opposite. And you were the friend of mine who would have been looking at me like, whoa, what is that? Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's still awkward. Yeah. Either way, it feels uncomfortable because then you're ahead of your friends and you're like, like you feel you feel weird either way. So for a while, as you're a young girl growing up and going through puberty, you're just like kind of hiding your chest. Yeah. Whether you have boobs or you don't. Yeah. I had a conversation once with our friend Erin because she's also a large chested girl. Yes. <laughs> and I said something about how bad my posture is. I was like, I never have wanted to put my shoulders back 
because I feel like I'm pushing my chest out and my boobs are big enough as it is. Like, I don't want to bring them in. Attention. And she totally related to that sentiment. She's like, oh my God, same. Like, isn't that, doesn't that kind of suck? It's like, you you don't have them and you want them and you have them and you don't want them. And then it's like, they're not the right shape. The right size. It's just like, oh my God, what's the big deal? I know. What's the big deal? Well, apparently it's, they're similar to the buttocks. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So share a little bit with us. You've okay. had a little bit of a journey over the last few years through this whole, I don't even know what you, I don't want to call it a breast cancer journey, but you've had some experiences. You had it. to dive a little deeper. Why don't you share them with our listeners so then maybe we can give them a little insight so they know how they can take care of themselves as well. Okay. We can call it turning 40 and sure. just trying to follow the um, guidelines. Yeah. That's how it started. Okay. Um, turning 40. So I am 43, as I've mentioned. And when I was 40, I was a good little girl. I got my first mammogram. Um, I did have my dad's mother passed away from breast cancer. Mm-hmm. About like 60s. Five-ish oh, years wow. old, some somewhere in there. Okay. She died right after I was born. I was just like six months old when she died. So I do not know or remember her. But then I've had several cousins and aunts. So I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. this is still in the family. Yeah. Um. So when I was 40, got my first mammogram. No problems. Um. Just a little uncomfortable, little pinch. And from there, they sent me a little document saying, you know, we didn't see anything but you have very dense breasts. Mm. So that makes it tricky to find things. Just want to make you and your doctor aware, um, you know, keep up with it, blah, blah, blah. Like, so basically okay. they came late, but then they came strong. They came in strong and yeah. ready to go. Like, <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, and I didn't know. Like, I'm like, oh, I just thought boobs were boobs, but right. no, there's, there's densities and there's fatty tissues and all yeah. sorts of stuff. They're very intricate. (laughs) So then when I was 41, I go back for my yearly mammogram follow-up. And then from there, they they said that they um, wanted me to come in for an ultrasound because they did find an area of concern. And they wouldn't give me any more information than that. That's the worst. It is, yeah. Just like a piece, like, call call us back. We have your results. And it's like... If they can't leave it on a message, yeah, and it makes you feel like something's wrong. Well, you know, right, the you... poor lady that is telling you, she probably is just like an office worker, mm-hmm. maybe like a medical assistant. Like, mm-hmm. not she, she can't give that information until a doctor, you know, is right. So I remember I was like, "Am I okay? Like, what, was is it all right?" And she's just like, "I really can't say." And I was like, "Oh, okay." So, but anyway, from there I had an ultrasound and um, they discovered, you know, everything's fine. No problem. Mm-hmm. So fast forward a couple weeks, I go to my annual um, OBGYN appointment because mm-hmm. also trying to keep that, you know, in check area yeah. well. And uh, well kept. <laughs> <laughs> my, um, the the doctor she had asked about my mammogram and then she was looking at the results and she's like, I don't like this. And it was funny she said that because I remember after they told me at the ultrasound that everything was fine and just come back in a year. Mm-hmm. I was like, really? Like, are you really sure? Like, just a little part of me. Mm-hmm. The other part was like happy. I'm like, okay, great. But I'm like, hmm. 
We'll also share, though, this tidbit about the doctor who said this, because I think it's interesting. This was not your regular doctor. No, she was not. I, um, I, the normal girl that I go to was on vacation or something. Uh-huh. So they're like, do you want to see her? I was like, sure. I don't care. Yeah. And went in and she was just so sweet and kind. Yeah. And so she may have dove a little deeper because she didn't know me, like looking into things. Right. To make sure she was covering all her bases and right. stuff. But she saw the the pieces of information on your chart showing yeah. that there's a family history. Yes. And that this is what came up once or twice. Yeah. It and didn't settle well. With yeah. Her. So that yeah. was meant to be, I say. I agree. Yes. She was super sweet. She's like, I don't like this. Um, she's like, not saying anything's wrong. But I think with your family history, you know, that you should go to the breast center at the hospital. They obviously are there for breasts and that's what they do. And she also recommended that I have the genetic um, testing done to see if I carried the, the, the breast cancer gene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I did all that and I did not have that gene, um, which is good because that puts you in a whole other situation. And then, uh, but I did have a Czech 2 mutation, which because I'm a Czechoslovakian, oh. there was just a little something wrong. Nothing to be alarmed about, they said. It's like reading a sentence and switching one word, basically. You had a check, check. <laughs> check, check. <laughs> yes. And yeah, that's like genetic stuff that gets wild. It does. Like the littlest. Yeah. And you described it one time as like like a, a B was backwards or something. Or, or like, like, a, like instead of saying bed, it said bid. Yeah. Something like that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the smallest thing. And she said it just slightly raises my my increased risk just slightly mm-hmm. so i'm already at a higher risk because i have a grandma that had it died from it my cousins are on like my father's side and like so they're kind of far removed they don't really bring um like it to the forefront for me okay um but they, you know i have to give them all that family history and it's just something to keep in mind and then this track two mutation so from there, I had an appointment, very thorough. They go over your entire family history, all this stuff. They're great. And they hooked me up with this nurse practitioner there. I love her. She's so relatable, so nice, so kind, caring. Like she, she generally cares. Cool. And uh, so we set up a plan for me because she's like, well, we're going to keep you on track because if something were to pop up and it was cancer, we would be on top of it. That we could attack it right away. Right. The chances of survival are huge. Yeah. A lot of times when women are getting cancer nowadays, they are getting their yearly mammograms Mm -hmm. and doing their self-fresh checks. They find it early enough Uh that some of them are just getting lumpectomies. Some are doing just, you know, maybe a few rounds of chemo. Uh You know, it's not like you think where you have to get a double mastectomy Mm -hmm. and you're going through chemo for two years. Like the earlier you can catch it, the better. The the smaller, the, I don't know if I want to say repercussions, but like the, you can do smaller things to solve the problem the earlier you catch it. Correct. That makes sense. Am I saying that right? Yeah. So I think that's where your key point is just like do those checks. Yeah. Do yourself exams, get your mammograms when they recommend it. And then in your case, because there was something small, thank goodness for all these doctors that along the way that said, we're not going to let this sit. We're going to check these as we go. Right. I ended up having um, at the breast center, they 
they said because of the density of my breasts as well that they like to do an MRI because you can see so much more. You can see behind things. Mm -hmm. So we did that. And through the course of from 41 to 43, I did end up having three biopsies, but they all came back negative. So that's good. Right. And but just the stress of having to go through it. I'm like, yes, it's it's good that they're all negative and it's good that you're on top of it all. But still, that's a lot to go through. It, 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 it does take a toll. Like, you know, and a lot of like when you get a biopsy, you have to wait sometimes a week or more to get yeah. the results. And that's the worst part. Oof. The worst. I'd rather just know immediately. But obviously, they can't do that. <clears throat> so the waiting is the hardest part. But my girl and then my my, my sweet girl, she had to call me the second time I had an MRI done. And uh, she's like, I am so sorry to tell you that it's bad news. Like, you have to get another biopsy. Mm -hmm. She's like, I just wish one time I could call you and tell you something great. Like, you're all, yeah. I'm like, it's not your fault. She's like, I know, but it's it sucks. But it is good to have the doctors that are caring enough to take the second look. Yes. You know, and they want to stay on top of it. And I also, I think this is also an important, this is hard for me. If I don't feel like, if I'm not jiving with this doctor, mm -hmm. I'm probably not going back. I'm probably not getting the things checked that I need to get checked. Like a good doctor or a good nurse or whoever it is makes all the difference. So hats off to all of you because you are amazing. Camila has some doctors that are incredible. It changes they everything. They all the difference when you yes. feel like you can talk to them. And there's somebody in the room who hears you. Right. And and cares and is and is doing their best it's, because they see what you're going through too. And there's are just feeling. Yeah. 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 I mean, we've had some hard moments along the way with Camila and it's yeah. So I get it. And I, and then the same for you just having to go through it over and over that like you said, it wears on you. It does, but I have good news. The last time I went, um, because I go now I go like mm -hmm. every six months for something, it seems like right. All clear. And then they said, so I'm going to go back. And I trust these people. Right. It's from the breast center. And they do a thing called concordance. So they have the radiologist and the pathologist sit down and they talk about the results and they review cool. studies and they make right. sure they're both on the same page and ingredients of what's happening. I like that. So it goes through all good. the steps. Good. Good. I like that. So, yes. Good. So I think that it would be great and helpful and beneficial to our listeners if you gave them a little idea of how to give a self-exam. Okay. So what I have learned is it's best to do it right after your period or uh -huh. hormones or... Right now, maybe I should do it. Oh, sure. Let's do it together. <laughs> We're done. Take it easy, people. <laughs> we have our clothes on. <laughs> Um, if you don't get a period, then just whenever, mm -hmm. but I, I can tell you that with mine, uh, my hormones fluctuate so much that I can feel differences throughout the month. Oh, so, yeah. and then I have a lot of cysts mm -hmm. on top of my density Okay, and I can feel those things. And it took me a while to kind of distinguish between those. Oh, So bottom line, as you're doing it, if you feel anything to you, that doesn't seem right. You need to speak up because you are your best ambassador. Well, I think this is also the key point in doing the regular checks. Then you because know. then you know when something's different. Yeah. When something changes. Yeah. I agree on that. Sorry, I had to get a quick sip at yeah. there. Yeah. 
Yes, right. Because if you just do it once every so often, then you're like, whoa, yeah. what the heck? Right. Um, You can do it in the shower, um, laying in bed, wherever. We're just going to sit on the couch and do it. Okay. So you lift your one arm and then the opposite hand goes. So we, I've lifted my left arm over my head. Okay. Ditto. Using my right hand. Yep. On the boob. Okay. <laughs> and then you just take like the tips of your first three fingers. You just kind of move it around in a circular pattern, go all the way around, and you kind of want to get by your armpit as well. Yeah, because that's what you have limp get all the way out there and stuff. Yeah, and ladies, if you ever get a knot like under your armpit or anything like that, that like don't take that lightly either, because assume it's all tied into the same. It is, yeah. Okay, and it could totally be nothing. Again, better safe than sorry. All right. If you do that, you're supposed to squeeze your nipple. If anything comes out, that's a red flag. Not yeah. good. Nothing's come out. Unless you're breastfeeding. But well, yeah. I know our listeners are smarter than that to yeah. understand um, that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good. So where does that leave you now? So you're in good shape now? You have a whole year? Well, I go every December. I have an appointment with um, Ashley at the breast center. Mm-hmm. And that's when we just go over. Now, I obviously see her throughout the year. If something else comes up, okay. she'll fit me in or whatever. But that's like my yearly time with her. Okay. My like annual yearly breast time with her. And we'll just talk about what's going on, uh, where we're at with our tests. And then she'll do a self-exam. And then in like six months from that, I go to my annual OBGYN. And so she does the breast exam there too. So twice a year, I'm getting it done okay. by a professional. Okay. Okay. Good. Or even if I don't have to get anything else. And then once a year, the mammogram. So right now I'm on the one year plan for the mammogram. Got and then they probably will. What is it? Is it usually MRI. one year on mammograms or is it every yeah. five years? No. Is that a, so once you're 40. Yeah. It's every year as far as I know. Yes. Yeah. I do know like if you have an increased risk. So if you have like a first degree relative, a sister, mother, daughter Uh that has had breast cancer, then you're going to be higher risk. So then you will probably go every six months. Okay. But if you have a few that come out good, then they might push it to a year. I'm not a doctor, so I don't want to say everybody's different. Yeah. You know, totally. like, and, and different experiences, different plans, different exactly. doctors have different opinions and yeah, yeah. plans. And okay, good. Well, very good. And I guess we kind of glazed over, we forgot to mention part of the reason we're talking about this today is oh, because yeah. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And it's good to exactly raise the awareness, mm-hmm. share that with people. Just don't like take care of yourself, pay attention to your body, speak up for yourself. Because things can get wild. Yeah. And it really, like, the older you get, like, more things start falling apart. <laughs> yeah. But, but you only have your health, really. Mm-hmm. You know, like, whew, you got to yeah. do your best. You got to do your best. Do your best. Yeah. Yeah. As we drink wine, wine. instead of water. Too, yeah. The wine is good for your heart. There you go. <laughs> you got to tell yourself, it's good for my soul. That's for sure. Alex, will you put on our like Insta and stuff um, some links to the breast cancer? Absolutely, absolutely. And there's—is it a fundraiser that you're 
doing this month or it's just like something to raise awareness or something so you're both. doing this month okay although i don't think i have raised a single dollar oh well I have let's to, get on that we'll get that link i have to really push that more um it's well so it's supposed to be 1500 squats in the month of october okay and it's now october well for us recording today it's the 12th by the time our listeners get this it will be the 19th so they're gonna have a lot of squats to do in about 10 yeah. days I started out slow. Like, I had read a few comments on there, and people were like, oh, 50 squats a day, that's a lot. And then one person's like, if you just do 10 a day, mm-hmm. you know, and then increase it, you build yeah. it up, and you'll get there. So I started with 20 a day, but that's the slid the last couple of days. Yeah. But every time I try to think of it, I'm like brushing my teeth. Oh, there you go. Man. There I'm like go. waiting for my coffee. Yeah. There you go. That's so, the spirit. Yeah, just try to just keep your body moving. moving. Yeah. The really the whole point is just keeping your body active and healthy. Yeah. That's really what the bottom line is. Like if you want to call it squats or you want to have it be walk a mile a day, you know what I mean? Right. All these different fundraisers do different things, walking or running or squatting or whatever, biking, swimming. The point is to get you active yeah. and take care of your body. So that's great. Yes, you're absolutely right about cool. that. Cool, cool, cool. What else do we have today? Well, now that we've gotten all of that out of the way, yeah, like those, those are kind of the serious no. boob things. We're gonna light it up. Light it. We're gonna, we're gonna light, it light it up. Wow. I would like to light up all my bras. So let's <laughs> talk about bras. Yes, we're gonna lighten it up. Yeah. By talking about bras. Yes. Maybe you should do the talking here. Well, I don't know if I'm the best one to talk about it because I hate them. I don't think there's a single good one that exists. I I don't like an underwire because it's, ugh, who wants it? Oh, but then you too. feel all, like, saggy and gross. What and the, it's like, oh, I don't know what does it matter. I don't, I have no idea. Because it's, it's just a tiny little wire. It can't really be doing What much. does it do? It makes you miserable. Yeah, I've actually, I think I have one or two bras with an underwire just because they're old. I don't everything else I have no bra with an underwire since before I was pregnant. Oh, okay. I'm putting smears there. Yeah. It's been a while. I don't blame you. There's not nothing fun about it. Yeah. But I think we have found a few or we have found or have had recommended a few brands or stores or whatever that we can share and see what we can come up with. And then please, for the love of all things, if you are wearing a good underwire free bra that you feel kind of puts the girls where they belong without making you miserable especially if you're larger chested will you please send it to me if we're not about to talk about it or if we're about to talk about it reinforce it because i just and i mean the price i mean come on i know what are they doing to us i mean like if it was really good okay cool but i ordered a couple actually i ordered like five bras about a month ago and I said to them back, and they were like $50 bras. And I put it on, I'm like, what? No, this is terrible. I, I, I followed like the size kind of chart money. and did the measuring, you know, because I ordered them online. But it's still, it was terrible. And the last time I went to Victoria's Secret, like everybody that you think bras and underwear, you think Victoria's Secret. Right, right. So I go to Victoria's Secret. I'm like, all right, it's been a while. Can I be sized? I want to be sized. They recommend basically the same bra that I wore for years. But I'm like, do you have anything without an underwire? And she looked at me like I was from another planet. Like, she's like, you can't be. No, you're not. Nope, this is what we have. 
Wow. Okay, then. Off I go. And I think I bought the same bra that I'd been wearing for years. And I hated it still. I was miserable. You know, and it's not going to be different for for everybody. So we get it. Right. But yeah, so that didn't work for me. But you have recommended, or you have heard recommended what? I have never been there personally, but a few of my friends have recommended Soma. S-O-M-A. Oh, that's right. We looked them up. We found we, we found it like online that. in nationwide, like a like a Chico's brand, maybe, or they're tied in with Chico's. Maybe sure they're like on their site or company. Yeah. Um, there's one at a mall near us, uh-huh. and my one friend went and she got measured, and she found out she was wearing a totally different size than she ever thought because she'd been measured at Victoria's Secret and stuff like that before, right. and then you just get into a size and you're wearing sure. it, and uh, so she found out she was well i'm totally that is even though like yes you can gain a few pounds or lose a few Mm -hmm. pounds but also like your body just changes as you get older true and especially after after giving birth and all that like my body will never be the same it doesn't matter if i lose the weight i will never fit the same clothes i my body is just not the same so there's that bread and and everything changes yeah so there's that but i do wonder what the difference is in how was that just a difference in time and ha- her body having changed? That's a good question. Or are they measuring in a different way? Like, what's the difference in what they're doing at, say, Victoria's Secret versus what they're doing at? Oh, this sounds like an afternoon. We should spend <gasps> doing some research. Yeah. Let's go to the mall. We'll go with the one. mall. And uh, <laughs> we'll stop at both stores and see okay. what the difference what is. Because that's a good question. And yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But I do know after she got the new bra, uh-huh. nothing but ecstatic. That's pretty cool. Yes. That's pretty cool. I will tell you that the last two bras that I have loved with no underwire have been in the Target Target clearance aisle. Man, every time I'm thinking like, well, it's $15, so who cares? And I get home and I wear it. And then after like, it's fine at first. And then by the end of the night, I'm like, holy shit, what was I thinking? This is not right. Really? It's like it settles in and it's bad. Oh, no. It's bad. I told that one that I bought, this was a sports bra. So these came, I ordered a bunch from Third Love. I ordered two, what I would call like a regular bra, no underwire. I ordered two sports bras. In the back. Yeah, yeah. Two sports bras. They were on clearance. I couldn't return them, but it was okay because they were like fourteen dollars. And but, and then I ordered a bralette, which I actually like the bralette. I've never had a bralette that actually like I don't feel like I'm falling out of this one. I like. I would order this one again. You are wearing it right now. Busty. It's comfortable. Oh, it's at least comfortable. I don't feel like it's doing much for me, but it's comfortable. Okay. So I would I would hold on to that one. Comfort is key. Yes. The sports bra. I wore it. I was like, okay, this isn't too bad. It might be like a little snug, but that's just me. You know, I could mm-hmm. use you're right. a few pounds. But then all of a sudden, the girls are popping out. <laughs> I've got total overflow. And I'm like, what the hell? It was fine before. Why is it now? So that's annoying. So that was my experience with, what did I say? It was third, third love. love. Yeah, I sent the underwire free ones back. I did not like them at all. And it could have just been me. Maybe I didn't size it right. Maybe it was my body shape. I I didn't care for them. But then I've also heard, I think I was comparing Third Love mm-hmm. and Love Every. Is that what it's called? Oh, I don't know. Love Every. Let's look it up. 
Um, but I think I did a little bit of Googling and overall it said that third, no, love every is not right. That's wrong. That's some baby toys. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, there was some other online thing. I don't know. So that's that. I will say handful. They're a little more like active wear. What a great name. It, right? <laughs> They're great. So I have a few there. It's called the adjustable and it's like a sports bra style, but it has a little ruching in the middle. So you don't feel like you have to put uh, it in a boob. Okay. And I like them for the most part. It's what I usually wear to work. They're a little bit pricier, but sometimes they have sales. You can find some discount. Like so sale. Yeah. Um, the nice thing about them is they have, they have the pads, you know, the removable pad yeah. that make everybody crazy. But there's a big enough opening in the side that you can actually fit your whole hand in uh, and adjust it appropriately. So you don't have that like Why? yeah because it's folded in there yeah and how can you get in there to fix it i already feel that i don't know my drawer because i can't get that what straight. happens in the washing machine that it will be like upside down and backwards how does that happen some of mine come out yeah like you said i can barely get it you in. can't get it back like, in what's happening so there's a whole other thing why are they not why don't why don't they just make the bra with like it built a, a thicker lining. Yes. Or, yeah, the pad is actually so in. Pad I don't, yeah. I don't like nipples hanging out. Yeah, I don't mind a little yeah. padding, but why do they have to move all around? I, well, who decided that should be an option? Uh, exactly. Yeah. Who decided? Probably a man. A man. Mm -hmm. What the hell? Well, at least that one <sighs> has made arrangements to make that better. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, they get credit for that one. Okay. I yeah, like they're, I think it's a little on the pricier side. However, well, you're paying for that new technology. You're paying for that new technology. You don't fit the whole hand in there. Yeah, exactly. But I like them, and, and they've held up pretty well. So I guess I have something that I at least somewhat recommend. Have you ever tried a jockey brand? I thought you were going to ask me if I've ever tried a jock strap. No. I was going to say, wow, wrong department. I'm going to find out a lot about you that I did not know. Um, no, I have not. I have not either, but I have heard that they build kind of what you're looking for, like a sports bra. Look them up. Wireless thing that keeps. Yeah. Because I, the girls, and I need a good sports bra because I do enjoy exercise so i'm frequently wearing a sports bra and also at work because i work in a kitchen and i'm hot and what do you like i don't i don't care what's going on with the girls i just need them kind of put in place yeah and i need to be comfortable so yeah uh a sports bra style or something a little more casual fitting and movable is good for me did you breastfeed i did I did. Um, I would have liked to a lot longer. We struggled a little bit at the beginning. Mm -hmm. I will say, okay, if you're in our area, so we are in Northeast Ohio. Mm -hmm. If you are anywhere near us, and I'm going to say even within like an hour, if you are planning a, to nurse, you, regardless of what you have been told, what you already know, how it's going, set up a consultation at the breastfeeding center in Maslin. I don't remember her name, but she is amazing. She's like, like a wizard. Oh. Okay. So like, I thought I was doing things right. We were kind of struggling, but I thought we were doing things right. Till I went to see her and I found out we were doing it 
totally wrong. Oh, no. I mean, I was at the point to where, like, my nipples hurt. They were sore all the time because we were just doing it wrong. We weren't getting a good latch. And she will totally help you solve that and get you on a good track. I have a similar, um, when I had my son at the hospital, we were there for, you know, a couple days. And that I had every lactation person come in and help me. It hurt so bad. Yeah. And then I got home and like we didn't have a ton of money at the time. So like formula really wasn't in my right. ideas of yeah. what to do. I had a few bottles that you got for free from yeah. doctors, this and that, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, I got to make this work. And I'm like, clearly something is wrong because every time you'd have to feed, I'd be like, oh, oh. right. And I'd come on, I'd be like, oh. And I know moms that breastfeed their kids till they're like two or yeah. whatever and they're like nothing so i'm like clearly if something's wrong but i didn't really know about this breast center until later uh-huh. and then one day i just happened to put him on the boob and all of a sudden it didn't hurt and then he started choking because like he was he got fatting. such flow yeah wow and i was like oh, okay and from there things worked out so oh, i don't know if it was great. or me or how long would you say he was when that happened it was like a week Oh, okay. So you did pretty good. But okay. I was like, but still, this is misery. Yes. You know, it's it's a full-time job. It's, yeah. That's the number one thing I tell people now. Like, if you're going to try it, like, stick with it. Yes. Get help. Here's the note. Yes. Get help. Yes. But also, I think for me, the biggest thing I would say, the two biggest things I would say is, yes, I agree. Get the help. And I also feel like, you need to get help beyond what they're giving you in the hospital. Yeah, clearly. That's not. Are they helpful? Are they wonderful? Yes. But look for something near you or find. I've even heard of there's like nursing coaches you can hire online and they will work with you and they'll. It's not quite as good as like being right there. Like yeah. literally, I think her name is Betsy. Betsy at the breastfeeding center showed me how to put that boob in her mouth like she gets in there and she gets she knows what she's doing anyway um so find help but also don't put too much pressure on yourself yeah because for me it was the one and only option i did not want to even supplement with formula and i made myself miserable and in reality i probably did not feed camila enough because i was i just i didn't want to cave Good. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, like, I was letting my infant starve. By no, right, right, right. And we did at a certain point supplement, but I it it killed me to supplement. I had and I know initially, yeah. yeah, initially I was so like worried. Failure. You feel like a failure. Right. And I was so worried about it because everything you hear is nipple confusion. Don't give them a bottle at this time because then they're going to get fused and then they won't take the breast. And it's like... Oh, my God. Like, you can't get anything right. So I wish I would have gone to the breastfeeding center. Like, I wish I would have had, like, an appointment scheduled the day she was born. Like, gone straight from the hospital yeah. there. Hell, I, yeah, to yeah. do anything. I would have known better what I was doing. Um, But then I think that's, like, a general parenting advice overall when you're having your first. It's like, don't put so much pressure on yourself. Ugh. Because it is the hardest job you'll ever have there's no handbook there's no answers there's plenty of pamphlets yeah but that bullshit answer anything right and just yeah you gotta so ask for help when you need it and be okay with needing it great advice i was worried about nipple confusion and all that but then noah when he popped out he slept like the first day 
the second day. And then he didn't that sleep child for like five years. Started crying and he didn't stop crying and he didn't sleep. So when we got home, literally like at three in the morning, he's screaming, crying. I have tried everything. He had been crying for hours. I'm like, I don't know what to do. And then I was like, oh, I have binkies. And I had them, like, I had to go boil it real quick because yeah. I was like, I'm not using a binky. I'm breastfeeding. Right. I popped that binky in his mouth. I was like, take that. And like, take that. Take that. <laughs> it helped. And like, we seamlessly, once we got through that first week where yeah. it was so painful, um, and then we were doing well, we seamlessly moved from Binky. And then I also worked in evenings and stuff. Uh-huh. Matt would have to feed from a bottle. Yeah. Yep. So there was no problem with that. So, yeah, we were lucky. But she that never had any trouble with, with going from no. the nipple to the bottle. But um, we actually never gave her pacifiers. Oh, I had no choice. There was like one or two times, I think, where we did. Because it was kind of like, there was a reason why I think Mario didn't want to. And like, I didn't care. I was like, okay, whatever. And then we just never needed one. And then there was one day where we gave her one. It was just like a last resort. And I remember, I think he wasn't home. I sent him the picture of her with this passy in her mouth. And I was like, oh, I had to do it. He's like, well, but like he wasn't mad or anything right. like that. Because he did it once or twice too. But yeah, she, no, she was, uh, we got pretty lucky. She was a really good baby. Sweetheart. Um, People don't know this. Well, maybe they do. I'm assuming. I didn't know that breastfeeding is not like being on the boob is not a natural thing like for the child. Really? The baby has to learn how to do it just as the mother has yeah. to learn. Okay, yeah. Sucking and all that yeah. is natural, obviously, yeah. and, and eating. But the actual, like, you think, like, this is why we have boobs. Right. Putting the kid on the boob. Right. No problem. Yeah, but, yeah, you, the idea is, like, oh, it's so natural. You're going to just right. naturally, you're just naturally going to feed your baby. <laughs> like, yes, you are, but it's not that simple. I pumped so much. Like, I wanted to go a year and we made it i think to about six months which it did start getting i finally broke down went to the breastfeed and i had gone to a one of those like support group type things Mm -hmm. that wasn't really helpful when i finally went to the breastfeeding center i that helped a lot and i want to say that might have been like two or three months Mm -hmm. but once i started working full-time again like really full-time i think was around six months five or six months and at that point, it it dwindled quickly. <laughs> Hard. It dwindled. Quickly. Yeah. And and I was okay with it. You know, we gave it our best shot. It kind of felt, it felt good also to be done because I had put so much pressure on myself. Mm-hmm. So that was good. But we, we did the best we could. And I think at that point, you kind of also start learning to let go of some things. Well, and then they start eating, you know, like cereal. Yeah. Start getting a little bit more stuff. Too. Yeah. Yeah, no, just fine. Right, you can't can't beat yourself up. Yeah, I will say, listeners. So as we discussed, we mentioned in the first episode how everything got in our way of the first episode. (laughs) So we actually had to record that first episode twice, Twice. and there was a little piece that we left out when we re-recorded. We were talking a little bit about one another, and I was saying. I didn't tell Andrea I was going to do this, by the way. I, yeah, I'm looking at her with a puzzle. There, I talked about what a good friend Andrea is. Oh, gosh. Such a cheerleader. Cheerleader is like the way I think makes the most sense. Always in your friend's corner. But 
kind of reversing back to what we were saying about getting help, find a friend. Don't be afraid to ask the mom friend who's more experienced than you, or maybe not that much more experienced than you, but you've got to have somebody to talk to. Just the text of like, is this normal? Yeah. About every other thing they do. Is this right. normal? Is this normal? I mean, you were there for me a lot just in the beginning of my relationship and navigating being a step parent. That's that's a ride. That is a wild ride. And then you gave me that book. You gave me that book. It's like two inches thick of like all sorts of things about children from ages zero to five or something oh, like that. Oh, I know. And I referenced it a couple of times. Not book, frequently, yeah. but a couple of times. I'm like, the book says. <laughs> right. Well, if the book says. <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah. So just find a friend. That's, again, that's what. Plus, that's... Even if you don't get any information from your friend, just venting yeah. sometimes. And then just having a friend say, it's okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm here. Like, do I need to help you with dinner? they do anything and even if they can't even do if they anything can't just to be able to talk yes and i again we've said and we just want to keep stressing that that's so much of what this podcast is intended for because maybe you're the new mom right now who's navigating your breastfeeding journey and you're struggling and you're just like oh it's not easy for everyone and i'm not alone and now i have a resource or reach out to us we'll we'll help if you need help reach out to us and we'll help you find the help we want to like this is all about community and having a friend and if you're a new mom you need that glass of wine as much as anyone and if you don't want it or you don't need it we're talking about mocktails too yes yeah i love a mocktail yeah it's fun mm -hmm. so we've got some if maybe you're expecting we'll get you a list of mocktails oh right we know a few pregnant people yeah, yeah little wine down without the wine <laughs> totally cool yes <laughs> we're here for it <laughs> um and then coming up next week travel do you ever travel around the holidays have you ever been a holiday traveler have you traveled with your kids Ooh. do you know when i was a kid we when i was a kid we would travel a lot around the holidays because uh -huh. my aunt and cousin lived in Florida. We're in Ohio. Okay. So a lot of times we would go to Florida for Christmas. Really? Mm -hmm. Isn't it so weird to be yeah. there where it's not cold? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But my aunt one year, I do remember this, she made like, because they didn't have a fireplace. Right. She basically like made a mantle, just like built like little wood so it looked like a mantle oh, to hang the stocking on. Wait. Yeah. Because of course she grew up here and my cousin was born here. And they moved to Florida when my husband was maybe like six. It, there it, Christmas is the only time that I like the cold. And they, there's a feeling. Lately, the last couple of Christmases, like I, because I always drive to my parents on Christmas mm -hmm. Eve, it's been like 60 degrees. That's weird. And like warm. Weird. I have to admit, I don't, I, I want to be in the holiday spirit and I feel it and I love it. But then there's something about when the snow starts flying and then it's like you just hear jingle bells in your ear. Santa is coming. Everything is warm, fuzzy on the inside, and it's right in the world. I like that. Yeah. yeah. We'll be approaching that time. Yes, yeah, we are approaching that time. So next week, we're going to have some travel tips because I've got things to say about airline travel. A couple weeks ago, I flew to California. I don't have a lot of interest in doing that again anytime soon. 
We will talk about it next week. And we have travel tips. We have a good friend who has worked for an airline now for years. And she actually married a pilot. Yeah. So she's going to weigh in she's on our travel experts. tips. And uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. So we'll share, as always, we will share the wine on our Instagram. Be sure you are following Wine with Friends Pod on Instagram. If you have questions or comments about breastfeeding, bras, breast cancer awareness, any of the above, or you just want to drop us a line and say, hey, you can do so. Our email is winewithfriendspod at gmail.com. But again, message us through Instagram. We're around. Be sure you are liking, following, subscribing, rating, reviewing, all the things. We're very stick excited. with us. We love yeah. you guys. We love you. <laughs> oh, that's great. Right. It's so fun. All right, friend. Till next week. Till next week. <laughs>